Good morning. Today's reflection has me thinking a lot about free will and how so many people argue with being gay that it's not a choice, right? The major talking point is along the lines of saying, well, you were born with brunette hair. That's not a choice. You know, you don't choose that you have brunette hair. You just do. And I think that St. Thomas Aquinas's meditation today kind of opened my eyes to perhaps um, some of that, which I know some people will not like to hear. I think that we all live our life according to our experiences. Our Everybody's life is individual and it, it's been shaped by a series of events and no two lives are ever going to be identical. Nobody on this earth is ever going to be able to fully understand where it is that you are coming from um, and that is where we entrust our souls to God's mercy, right? Like I believe that every single person is doing everything that they can to be the best version of themselves as possible. Um, you know, it's kind of like cycle breaking in parenthood, right? It's somebody who had a parent that only ever yelled at them, they're going to be a cycle breaker by not yelling at their children. But if you had somebody who was significantly abused um, and who, you know, was not fed, was beaten, all the things, right? They can be a cycle breaker by simply eliminating one of those pieces, right? So maybe they um, never punish their child by withholding food. They never starve their child. That's still cycle breaking, right? It just looks different because they're still going to have other pieces of trauma that are now being reenacted with their children. But it's all individual and the steps that we take toward holiness is going to be on a very individual level. And that's where we trust God for his mercy and we pray for his mercy and we say, Lord, you know my heart, you know my history, you know everything that I've been through. Um, And I just pray that I am on the right path toward you because that is what I desire. I want to be on the right path toward you. I think that's the biggest thing that I could preface this conversation with. Um, And so what St. Thomas Aquinas said here, though, was that sin had bound man with two obligations. So the whole meditation today is about how Christ has redeemed us. But first and foremost, um, sin gave an obligation that made us sin's slave. Because Jesus had said, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin in John 8, verse 34. And he, it, he, St. Thomas Aquinas continues, a man is enslaved to whoever overcomes him. Therefore, since the devil in inducing man to sin had overcome man, man was bound in servitude to the devil. So I just think about that in in regard to any type of sin, right? It's always a choice for if we engage in it. Now, of course, there is the argument that people have that like homosexuality is not a sin. And in the natural order of things, it would be understood in Catholicism and whatever that it's natural for a man and a woman to be together. That's a reason, right? Um, but uh, that it's it's dis ordered, right? It's out of order from the natural order. So if I were to dye my hair blonde, I could say, oh, I'm a blonde, but it would be like a disorder of my hair because it's not natural anymore, right? Like, and so it's it's an interesting thing. You can't really compare physical attributes to spiritual or emotional experiences. Um, I think about adultery, right? It's like if you have a desire for somebody that's not your spouse, 
it doesn't inherently like it doesn't mean like I'm an adulterer unless that relationship has been pursued um like and that's a choice to say am I going to pursue this or not I can't say I have to succumb to this temptation because it is who I am it's because I'm succumbing to it that I then become a slave to it there is a choice in that and it was the obligation that St. Thomas Aquinas said here the second one where he says a further obligation existed between man and the penalty due to the sin committed and man was bound in this way in accord with the justice of God this too was kind of servitude for to servitude or slavery it belongs that a man must suffer otherwise than he chooses since the free man is the man who uses himself as he wills. So if you stuck with me through all that, sorry if his English is old English, but the the free man is the man who uses himself as he wills. And that is where free will comes into play, right? We are free to choose God or we are free to choose not. We are free to choose something or we are free to not choose it. And that goes for everything that we choose to do. And that's why I say that our inherent emotional and spiritual inclinations cannot be compared to a physical attribute that is completely outside of our control. I don't have the free will to say, oh, I want my hair to be blonde, so hair be blonde. Oh, shoot, it's still brown. Like, that's very different than allowing our hearts and minds to be transformed. Um, And that's also to say that I can't sit here and say, like, you know, say I was significantly attracted to somebody else, wanted to pursue a relationship with them. I can't just sit here and say, um, emotion, be gone. Like, you know, and, and for it to just disappear, right? There has to be a processing of that emotion. There has to be... um, acceptance of what is there has to be there there's a process right but as we go through it it can absolutely help and like in in the heat of a moment right so say I don't know masturbation if there's this desire to do it there is a strict turning away that's like okay no this isn't going to happen I'm going to go downstairs and go to the kitchen like there is a very direct choice that is free because you're free to choose it and you're free to not choose it. And whatever you choose, you become a slave to that. You're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to the spirit. You you can't, there's no middle ground. It's either you are seeking God and attempting to be like him or you're not. And you're choosing that. There's no, um, I mean, apathy is real when we start feeling apathetic, but there's not a, um, you know, and and in some levels of apathy, then sin is not committed because it's not even being thought about, right? Um, I think about lies uh, by omission or like, or you, I guess that's willingly withholding. I guess I'm thinking about the types of sins that we commit without even being aware that we're committing them, such as volunteering at a soup kitchen or something, right? Like if we're never doing it, then we're not necessarily specifically a soup kitchen, but like not offering our time to charity, right? That can be a sin that in the natural order of things, that is what we would be naturally inclined to do. And so we're either a slave to sin or we're a slave to the spirit. And because of free will, that is where the choice remains. Um, Now somebody can choose, well, I don't think it's a sin, just like 
a lie. Somebody could choose, no, I'm going to lie in this situation because I feel that it's going to bring about the greater good, which is going to be very rare, few, far between. I don't know how you justify that exactly. But um, but you you have somebody who might say, well, I don't believe this is a sin, so I can pursue it without feeling that it's sinful. And I think that that's where we ask God for his mercy because there are very likely things in my life that I do that are probably sinful that I think are right. And I can be wrong on judgment day and that's okay. And it's going to happen. I'm not a perfect being. And so what I can do is I can beg God for his mercy, that he would know my heart, that he would know that I was attempting to be in union with him and do what I felt he was calling me to. And, and yeah, and beg for that mercy. And that's what we all need to do is we need to be actively discerning what is sin, what is not, who are we learning that from? Because doctrine is going to be a whole lot more reliable than random people on TikTok. We have to be sure that we are getting properly formed consciences so that we can discern sin when we see it, when we acknowledge it, when we, you know, notice ourselves not participating in something um, that that we're able to, you know, that we're able to participate in, that we're able to uh, acknowledge that and then move forward from it so that we can utilize our free will to either choose God or choose the other, not God. And so um, so that was what was really on my heart today was this whole idea of choice and experience being the ultimate say, which it's so interesting when you talk about brain chemistry and everything else. Um, it's, it's very intriguing how everything works in our bodies and minds and hearts. Um, but I am grateful that when Jesus died on the cross, the last thing that St. Thomas Aquinas said in today's Uh, meditation was and it was to God that the price was paid and not to the devil and I just thought that was powerful when I had my uh, brain surgery in 2014 I remember getting so angry with God uh, for a moment and I started I was like why did you let this happen and it was in that moment that I realized that I was mad at the wrong person and being I was mad at God when really I should be mad at the devil because the devil was the one causing these things God doesn't will any of that for me and it's the devil. So if I'm going to be mad at somebody, it should be the devil and not God. And so um, so I just really liked that St. Thomas Aquinas had stated that, 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 the, that it, the price was paid to God and not to the devil because it was redeeming us to God. It wasn't redeeming us to the devil at all. And, um, and it was, yeah, it was offered on, on behalf of us to God. So... Just bear all of those things in mind as you go about your day. As I said, it can be applicable to a whole array of things, whether that's theft, whether it's, you know, murder, whether it's whatever Ten Commandment you want to talk about, honoring your parents, whatever. But um, but it can be, it, it, it is a that, that thing of choice. It I feel like it's so prevalent in, like, LGBTQ discussions that that was why I'm like, well, okay, let's address this because, right, it's just so prevalent. But honestly, it can be applied anywhere, which is typically how I think of things. But that has been a very um, common conversation that has come up that people are very frustrated with the church about and frustrated with, yeah, like Catholic teaching, how resolute and firm it is in it. And I would just say that that's because 
the church acknowledge, like recognizes human beings as having free will. We can choose one or the other, and um, and natural order. Just that it it just make like it makes sense. There, it takes a man and a woman to make a baby, and that's like part of the you know for sex to be in line with doctrine it has to be both procreative and unitive and so yeah okay you can have the unitive piece but if it has no possibility of procreating then it's not it's not um unitive between two right so you can't have a threesome and say oh well, great it's unitive and procreative no it doesn't work that way unitive between two people and um and yeah it's just uh yeah it's it's all very interesting. And so um, I would just encourage people to continue to seek that, ask questions, and just listen to your heart. Listen to what it means to be on the path toward Christ in the situation that you are in, because it is going to be unique. And as I said, just beg God for his mercy. If you truly feel that you are doing the absolute best that you can, with everything you've sought every resource and like you're seeking and all these things like just continue to ask god for his mercy please and i will do the same on your behalf and i ask that you do the same for me and ask god to have mercy on my soul as well because he knows i need it and i know i need it so let's just let's just hope that we'll all end up there together because there's nothing i would enjoy more so god bless you i hope you enjoy your day i'll talk to you again soon